We are back. We are discussing the Australian language, <laughs> seen through the eyes of uh, those of us from Britain and America. We should wrap this up, but maybe. But there's one we should close with. Uh, I love this one. In Australia, you drive around, and they don't refer to auto body repair. They call them panel beaters. Well, in fact, even a little bit more descriptive these days, they're mostly just smash repairs. <laughs> That's what the signs say? Yeah. Smash repairs. Smash repairs, yeah. I love that about Aussies. <laughs> well, anyway, Peter, we appreciate your, uh, your clearing up some Australianisms for us. But, uh, you know, uh, we need an Australian correspondent. And I think we hereby designate you as Radio Parallax's man down under. No worries, mate. <laughs> and, and, uh, and how are things in Sydney these days? They're good. They're good. Um, uh, we're getting a, a lot of rain. We've had some real problems with uh, a drought. You guys got no water down there. No water. Um, the main dam for Sydney was down to about 25% of capacity. You know, you could see the fish floating around in the mud. Uh, but we've had some heavy rain. And uh, uh, in fact, which has been very good for the smash repairers because it came <laughs> with a whole bunch of hail and uh, um, they're making a killing right now. And I want to just add, you know, if you're going to travel the world, we hope all of you do, dear listener. Uh, the port cities, I think, are the world's most beautiful. And I rank the, the five prettiest cities I've seen, Rio de Janeiro, San Francisco, Cape Town, Hong Kong, and Sydney, Australia. Beautiful town. Yeah, and Sydney's a wonderful city to live in. Anywhere near the water is just fantastic. But it has to be seen in a sunny day. Uh, Have you had a chance to travel around much down there? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, I, I've worked in a, quite a lot of small country hospitals, particularly up in the north of Queensland, and uh, it's very interesting travelling around up there. It's a different world. Yeah, I had a chance to make a pass through Darwin, and I was very impressed, and I wouldn't say in a positive way about the north. No, there's, uh, there's some very strange people up there, um, and they've created a particular term to describe uh, people who spend too long, in, particularly in Darwin. Which is? Uh, they've gone tropo, and uh, that means you've just been out in the sun too long without a hat on. You hear stories of uh, um, one guy I know who's an emergency medicine doc up there who uh, came across these two guys who'd just fallen out of a pub and uh, they'd managed to find themselves a brown snake. And uh, as probably most people know, Australians, uh, Australia is home to some of the most deadly creatures in the world. And the brown snake's pretty pretty much up there in the most yeah. the poisonous snakes. And anyway, these guys were just passing the snake between them, and of course it was biting them away, <laughs> oh and God. they were totally oblivious of it. And somebody oh. called the cops, and the, the policeman arrived, and he just sort of thought he'd wait and watch this all taking place, and he just waited until they were both unconscious. And, uh, and I think they used up the whole state supply of anti-venom to... Uh, to bring these suckers oh, back and a lot of people would have said God. don't bother you've heard of the darwin awards well you know <laughs> you know there is some kind of cosmic connection between the darwin awards and, and, and darwin, darwin australia absolutely absolutely and and we should clarify i was impressed in the area of the great barrier reef by the signs everywhere saying warning estuarine crocodiles live in in this in this habitat and they they are dangerous. Yeah, well, the estuarine crocodiles are, are kind of um, freshwater crocodiles, and they're quite small. 
they only come up to about three meters. The saltwater crocodiles are the really vicious ones, and they can be five or six meters. They they are definitely to be avoided at all costs. I mean, the the tragic thing about northern Australia is that it's such beautiful weather for just about all year round, and you've got this beautiful warm water, and you can't go in it. There's so many things that are bad for you. I used to live in Townsville, which is uh, it's up in <laughs> North uh, Queensland, and uh, and you can't go in the water. It's beautiful. It's like yeah. 30 degrees every day, yeah. and uh, the water's nice and warm, but it's got these things called stingers, yeah. uh, which are very nasty, painful jellyfish. And, and then they will, they'll the, scar you. They're just yeah, really yeah, vicious, yeah. yeah. And then there's these tiny, tiny little jellyfish called irukandji, uh, which is an Aboriginal name for God knows what. Uh, but um, these things are just are really deadly. You know, and Every year there's a few fatalities, and they're tiny, like the size of your thumbnail. Jeez. But uh, they have this toxin that's ultra-lethal. Most people who get bitten of them just get extreme pain. But every now and then, particularly somebody who's got a you know, bit of heart weakness, uh, that's all it takes, and uh, they're out. And, and if you do tempt fate in Australia, you probably have a little bottle of vinegar with you. Well, they say that. Um, um, I, I now believe that the research has shown that that doesn't actually work. Really? Yeah. Um, it may help it for temporarily, but it certainly doesn't work with the more serious things. They're recommending just water, just just and w- warm water uh, is the, is the best. Don't try and rub it. Uh, vinegar doesn't really work with many of them, but warm water is the the surf lifeguards are now saying if you get stung. Okay. Warm water. Well, I know a lot of the toxins of the tropical fish. They found to their surprise that actually hot water, the hottest you could stand, would deactivate the toxin. Well, there you go. That's probably a good part of it. I mean, we're not talking about ultra hot, but uh, yeah. And a lot of this is just to ease the symptoms rather than to uh-huh. you know, try and cure it. Well, Peter, before we go, uh, let's just talk just a bit about politics. I know they had an election down there in Australia, and it's been written up as a Bush ally is ousted. Yeah, well, I guess the latest Bush ally to be ousted, um, um, it was a bit like uh, the Tony Blair uh, departure, although I guess he went uh, voluntarily um, uh, just before he was pushed. Um, uh, um, But uh, John Howard just stayed uh, uh, one term too long his um, introduction of quite uh, harsh labor relations laws. You know, it was basically known as the anti-bludger laws. And that was the end of him. <laughs> because we should point out, a lot of bludgers vote. Absolutely, that, unfortunately. <laughs> in fact, have... now, this, this astounds people, it's actually against the law not to vote in Australia. You're fined. That's right. You get a fairly stiff fine if you don't vote. Uh, there's nothing to say that you can't sort of spoil your vote. But if you act, if you deliberately, and you're, you're known to have deliberately spoiled your vote, then that too is illegal. Wow. Um, so turnout is pretty high. Uh, it's not 100%, <laughs> but it's pretty high. <laughs> Do they close the pubs that day? Yeah, well, I think they probably should. Uh, <laughs> they're certainly open. They opened the polls early enough for the pubs uh, to be closed. But uh, in fact, some of the pubs open early I think just to make you get out there well Peter Donahue it's been a most interesting look down under and perhaps in the future we, we can and must have you back okay sounds good to me and if we can't do it uh, while you're staying here in America how, when are you going back in a week um, well we're going yeah about a week yeah alright well phones work we may just put have to put a call down to New South Wales okay alright I'll be there I'm from Alaska.